Thanks for listening to the Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. All right, in the first half, I tell you about swinging by a fire station and providing dinner for everyone and hanging out with the boys. A very interesting, very interesting uh, excursion for me last night. Also, uh, Chris Hansen from uh, Catch Predator is going to swing by and tell us all the good stories. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, sure you do. You do one or the other, right? And you work hard. I'll tell you something that's easy. Geico, you take your homeowner's insurance or your and your automotive insurance and you bundle it up or your renter's insurance. You get all in one big bundle over at Geico. And it's a good thing, too, because you uh, already have so much to do around the house. So go to geico.com. Get a quote and see just how much you can save when you get your bundle going at Geico. That's geico.com. It's hard to be cool stuff and loose. Adam's monthly nut. Adam's monthly nut. You heard Dick. A new nut has arrived. July's nut has for you. Two ACS koozies to keep that thin can of seltzer cold in the ball-melting summer heat. Brother Artisan's CBD oil to keep you chill in the ball-melting summer heat. The Hangover Secret. A hangover cure to make sure that after a night of heavy drinking, you don't die the next day in the ball-melting summer heat. And of course, a bottle of your choosing. Head to CorollaDrinks.com to sign up for one month or to keep the shipments coming. Prep your mails box for Adam's Monthly Nut. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Chris Hansen. With Gina Grad on news and Bald Brian on sound effects. And now... Inviting you in for some sweet tea and Toll House cookies. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice we can. Man, did you get it on? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. Right, Gina Grant? That's right. And Ball Brian. I take it you're a virgin. Oh, yeah. Chris <laughs> Hansen. Cannot, uh, cannot wait. All right. So, um,. I will uh, talk to him about his illustrious career and uh, Catch a Predator and all that good stuff. And I forgot I did Catch a Contractor, so it's kind of mm. kind of people confuse me with that. And every isn't once that in a why while. they always said, "Oh, I love your show to Catch a Contractor"? Yeah, or maybe that's what it was called. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't no think it idea. was. Was it called Man Show or the Man Show? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, I have a new uh, commercial that is um, and on our theme of oversharing in uh, today's new world order Mm -hmm. where they talk about things that formerly they didn't talk about you know we had the when i was growing growing up yeah it was the mom and the daughter and she had that not so fresh feeling and the mom was going to coach her up walking on the beach and now we have a talking hoo-ha uh somebody tweeted me a uh, commercial that uh, again with the ladies Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with the vagine but (laughs) Situated just behind the vagine, mm-hmm. mere feet 
is the anus. Feet. <laughs> well, I said mirror. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, or it could be less. Yeah. Uh, the, the point is, is there it is. Mm-hmm. Right, right there. And there's another commercial glory. <laughs> in the uh, oversharing uh, department. It's the uh, it's the Garden of Life probiotics. Oh. So, you know, uh, the talking anus. So, What's next? <laughs> the mouths? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like that. God, what was that? What was that sketch where the stomach played the trumpet? Was God. it SNL? <clears throat> I don't think it was an SNL. Stomach played the trumpet. Uh, the belly button played yeah. the, played the trumpet, Couldn't and I, I it's, it was a semi famous thing from like the eighties. Oh, we'll find it, mm-hmm. find it, mark it down, uh, Max Bad. It's it's. I don't, or maybe it was just a thing like the jackalope or something. It was kind of a round, right. okay. like, a like viral video. Yeah, but it I think sh- a Total Recall. It would show up on shows. It would show up on like you know really? oh. those incredible videos and stuff. You you put a big head on, and such to the point where your your belly button becomes it, the it, mouth. It's, and then, it's whistling. Is that it? I think they played the trumpet. Oh, oh they could have whistled and played the trumpet, but then they, they would play Flight of the Bumblebee behind oh, yeah. you or the saber dance or something. Right. It's it's out there. Anyway, let's play wow. the commercial. So it's a woman sleeping. Being a human is hard. She wakes Especially up. if you're a woman who's also having trouble doing that totally normal thing all humans do, but going into not the bathroom. Like to talk about. Oh, are you talking about pooping? Let's just say Garden of Life's doctor-formulated women's probiotics help your digestion so you can be a more regular human. Women are comfortable talking about poop. You can just say poop. It's 2021. <laughs> I think everyone knows that women poop. I love pooping. You poop, girl. Plus, did they you know sit, that they're sitting on the pot talking about pooping? Of life can help support immune system health. Oh, are you poop explaining me right now? Wow! <laughs> Don't be shy about pooping. Pooping is powerful. This is my favorite part of the day. I poop. She poops. All women poop. I'm a woman and I poop. I'm a woman and I poop. <laughs> I'm a woman and I poop regularly. Thanks for the poop powerment. I'm not saying poop powerment. I'm pooping right now. Look for God right. the number one. I, I do this mainly just to watch Dawson's face. Wow. They just made it worth it with the I'm well, pooping right now. My vagina now? Oh. Okay. okay. They no, broke through the porcelain ceiling. That's right. They <laughs> wow. did. Wow. So this is prime time, man. And is that um, aired on TV. Um, in 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 full disclosure, somebody just sent it to me, and uh, and I watch it, wow. but. Fresh off the heels of the talking vagina, which yeah. I did see on CNN mm-hmm. at ten thirty in the morning, I'm I'm saying this is this the same, same genre. Yeah. Sure, Chris, find the director. You know, <laughs> speaking of the talking vagina commercial, we have unearthed some footage. Oh no! Yeah, you want to check it out? Yeah, yeah here we go. Feed me now. <laughs> What's that? Must be blood. All right. Treating my yeast infection with Femiclear. <laughs> Kills over 99% of yeast. What a tight beat. It's all natural. It's a tight shot on vaginas. So instead of chemicals, <laughs> my hoo-ha is full of joy. <laughs> Must be fresh. Femiclear. Joie de hoo-ha. Yeah, oh, there you go. It's a pretty good song. There you go. All right, um, Jesus, trumpet. I feel like with the uh, velodrome and and now the <laughs> belly playing trumpet, I feel like I, I dropped some acid yeah. in the forest, and I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what exactly what exactly is going on. I've but. definitely seen the whistling. I just the trumpet doesn't ring a bell because mm. I don't know how that would work. Like maybe just put it up to your belly button. Yeah, and then you just swing it yeah. around, yeah. or maybe it's the whistling and the and the trumpet. Either way. You have to imagine if one's capable of one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're surely capable of the other. So uh, anyway, now we got poop. Now, wow. I will say this. A very small percentage of Americans definitely beat off to that commercial oh, because man. that's a thing. That's true. Come on. Number one. Number two, in a world with women's commercials where there's no longer the spokesmodel, but mm. they will sprinkle in a couple of hotties. Mm-hmm. Uh that was five chicks that were uh, battling the bulge a little bit. Now, maybe there's something to do with they're taking a up. dump and they're, they're backed, backed up. up but at, I wonder if as you make, you know, you, you had the, the vagina chicks were pretty hot. That's all, all That's I'm true. saying. Like, the is there something of putting in a chick who's a little too hot on the pot? You know what I mean? Is that going to get people going? You don't buy her as a pooper? <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm just saying it might inspire certain guys to oh. do certain things. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I took this as more of like an 80s comedy approach to female comedians when you weren't supposed to be hot. You yeah, know, like you're. But this is like a non-sexual topic. They're all. I wouldn't say pleasantly plump, but they all had a little, a little extra on them. And yeah. there was five different chicks. I'm saying if you put uh, Rebecca Romaine <laughs> on the pod, she wouldn't do it. Mm. She doesn't have to do it. <laughs> she doesn't do it. Yeah, heroes don't do that. Right. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, anything with the uh, stomach trumpet. No, no, no. I mean, Gene, I did find the whistling. You find the whistler? All right. Well, let's but... let's see the whistler and we'll okay, see if the, appetizer. See if the well, trumpet comes up. While he's doing that, I brought this up, I think, when we originally looked at the Singing Vagina commercial. And again, I don't know if these are on TV, but they are all over Facebook. There's an Instagram. There's a product called, I think it's Lumi. And mm-hmm. it is very um, vagina forward and it's mm-hmm. a deodorant. Mm. So we are we are there. Stick or roll on? Looks like a stick. Uh, um, <laughs> the gel. I uh, and a <clears throat> different. I, think I saw vagina forward at Lilith Fair. <laughs> <laughs> second rocks. stage or main stage? No, second stage. Oh, okay. We're missing the original drummer, but still rocks. <laughs> the um, the uh, well now. All right, now he's got he's got the belly with the face paint and uh, the person playing doing the whistling. In his underwear. In his underwear. (laughs) Yeah. Lipstick around the belly button. And I feel like you're right. This was a thing. (laughs) Jim Carolla with an assist. Inspired. All right, Max Bata. This would be like a big paper mache head that went over the shoulders and over the the top and just left the belly out. To, oh, uh, oh, I didn't, ex- I didn't do that. Uh, we'll see if that exists. All right. Anyway, tell me if you guys are uh, down with this. It's happened to me uh, two times in uh, 12 hours, mm. which is, um, and, and this is a um, public service announcement. If somebody says, and I don't know how you guys all take your coffee, but if you want cream in your coffee, um, a little bit of cream, especially real cream, mm-hmm. whole Heavy cream. Heavy cream. Yeah, a little bit goes a long way. Sure does. And the people who don't put cream in your cough in their coffee, mm-hmm. if you say if they say to you, "How do you want your coffee?" and you go, "Oh, let's put a splash of cream in there," we'll go glunk, glunk, oh, yeah. glunk. They, yeah. it, this it shit comes out the color of Halle Berry. Yes, it, it's like, oh, that's not a little cream. But in their non-cream world, That's it's like I'm cream. adding cream. Mm-hmm. Like I, they sort of pour it like they're making a mixed drink. Yes. You know I what I mean? Like they added like they half and half. Yeah, I, want, uh, I want seven up and in, uh, in, in Tanqueray. And they go, okay. <laughs> they just kind of go glunk, 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 glunk. Well, there's, yep. there's your drink. Yep. And uh, Rhino put some cream in my coffee and he, he brought it to me. But it's like now it's not half cream. It's just way too much fucking cream. Right. And the thing is, is you could add more. If it was necessary, but you can never get it out Can't of there. Take it away. I've started a huge test this lesson. You can always add more. You can never add less. I have to put it in four-year-old terms. Yes, I was at a firehouse last night eating a dinner. I saw oh, that. Yeah, tell us about that. I was uh, I was walking down the street in Malibu, and the sun was shining, and I passed a fire truck that was just parked along the street. It wasn't a full-blown fire truck. It was kind of the rig, mm-hmm. you know the. Big, the half seas, yeah. It had like the dually rear wheels and the, the the stuff in the back, but it wasn't didn't have a tank on it. It wasn't didn't have a ladder on. It was sort of the fire truck truck, but not a fire truck. And uh, some dude behind the wheel, fifty five, sixty years old, and he's like, "Hey, Ace Man, how's it going? Welcome to the neighborhood." You know, and I, I started talking to him, and uh, it became apparent that there was a firehouse mm-hmm. that was uh, right on the corner that I passed by all the time. The reason I take note of firehouses is two two reasons. I decided when I was 19 that firemen had to be the greatest gig ever. And again, when they tell you their schedule, they go, well, one day on, one day off, then we're one day on, two days off. And it's like, you got a lot of days. Yeah. You get a lot of days off. I don't know, Max, if you can find it, but like L.A. County or whatever firemen, they work like. 13 days out of the month or something. Now, they're there the whole time. It's typically, as well, you probably talk to these guys, as far as I know, like three days in a row, then like four or five days off. Yeah, they 
whatever it is, it sounds better Sweet. than I got to show up at 830 and punch in. <laughs> right. And if the boss isn't looking, I can leave at five mm. every day versus I'm just there. And when you're just there, there's cots and chili. Yes. Yes. They all they're all. So but what I do is I'll drive around and if I see a firehouse like there's one that's at the bottom of Coldwater where the Beverly Hills Park is. Yes. There's a park right mm-hmm. there and it's like that's beautiful and you got a whole park. Your front yard's a oh. running track mm-hmm. and a putting green. Yes, and there's one above all island. Spectacular. Right, it's right, gorgeous. Right. So so you got it and then there's one in South Central mm-hmm. where it's like, well, we we got a call cuz a woman tried to take a soldering iron to her infant. You know what I mean? Right. You got to roll on all, all those calls versus, you know, Ava Gabor got her poodle in. It's in the jacuzzi, and they need you to fish it out. You know, she's going to make you cookies. You know, right. like yeah, it's just like that's a sweeter gig. gig. Yeah, and ostensibly, you live the the row of houses along PCH across the street from this fire station are ten million dollars, mm-hmm. and some. Or $50 million if they're on like the double lot nice or whatever. The, the low end on that run of PCH is on the beach side. The low, the lowest of the low end is $4.5 million, and that's for 700 square foot weird shack. Oh, is this the is this fire station that's up a little bit? That's it's like, like up, off sunset? But no, it's no, all it's on PCH, but it's like, it's like tiered. It's yeah, like it's tiered. It's, it's up about 20 feet. And if you're there... Um, you have a smoky the a bear sign. Or you es- yes, you essentially live in multi-million dollar real estate. Yeah. You don't own any of it, and your house isn't next door. But like, I walked into that place and I was like, I can see the ocean from the kitchen. <laughs> so you guys sleep up top, right? And he's like, Yep. I'm like, So you get the full view. Ocean and he's view. like, Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's where they live a half their life. Nice. You know, then they go back to Simi Valley or right. Fraser Park or something. But that's where they are. Plus, the, the temperature is always 72 degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's nice. And, yeah. you know, anyway. So I, I would always look at that fire station and go, that's a sweet, that's a sweet gig. Now, I thought you had to earn your way into that fire station. See, I figured that's what they put the seniority right. stuff. Like, you know, when you're, when you're an L.A. County sheriff, the first three years you spend in the jail. Spend in the prison, oh, you know what I mean? Like the rookies right. go to the fucking mm-hmm. prison and deal with the hepatitis and whatever else. Their race riots. Then at some point, at some point at the end of the line, you get dispatched to be the LAPD guy or the sheriff guy who's on the set mm-hmm. of movies. Right. In which case, you, you know, you just tell craft service, yeah, bring me over a plate right. of, um, you know, uh, I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take the ribs, you know. And so, but they don't give that gig to the rookie. Right. So I thought you earned your way to the cool destination firehouses. Uh, I was wrong. Every firehouse needs rookies. You know, yeah. polish the cars and do the shit work, basically. And in general, uh, a lot of guys coming out of the academy don't want to go there. They want to go where the action right. is. Yeah. Those guys are on brush fires. Yeah. All the time. Yes, and I was going to say the Balboa ones, constantly on the run. Why? So many old people. Tons of old people calling in for heart Mm. conditions or I can't breathe or whatever. Like, we hear sirens every night. So these guys don't, they they didn't get into fighting. They didn't want to be a fireman to fight brush fires. Mm. They wanted to go into the warehouse. They saw a backdraft. Right. You know what I mean? You go, we go. Little house on the prairie. Right. So that was interesting. Um, the other thing, so most U.S. Uh, firefighters are 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Okay. So it just goes back and forth. But it sounds like a pretty chill, a pretty, look, you got to work. Especially when sleeping is built into those 24 sleeping hours. Sleeping can be interrupted, but built in. Dinners, you know, they cook yeah. in the kitchen, whole nine yards. So anyway, past the guy. Uh, guy tells me he's a big fan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, you're at this firehouse? I'm like, yeah, stop by, check it out. So uh, I brought him dinner. Oh, and uh, again, what did Olga make them? <laughs> it's, it's a bought it. It's a it's a, always been a, a dream of mine to live a uh, a life as a as a fireman. So I actually Ooh, uh, look at that. went in there, and first things first, I forgot how much I love firemen. Firemen, they're the best. They're the best comedy. You know, if you could say, well, who do you hate the most? Well. 
publicist. That's the worst. They're the worst. Sure, sure. They're, the, they're the worst. And who who's second? Uh, TSA. Mm. And who's third? Meter maids. Mm. Certain jobs attract certain people. And it's just a certain kind of dude. And also, I just love a dude. Right. But I don't love a Jughead, bro, meathead. Bro, yeah. meathead. I, chill I want a dude with like a dash of professional right. and, a, and, a, and a dash of education and what have you. Sense and of duty. Fire, yeah. And, dudes. and firefighters have the, they're the perfect bouillabaisse of all those sort of combos that right. you that you like in a dude. So, did I tell you that my grandfather was a fire captain? Oh yeah, and he worked his way up, and he was a captain of a firehouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he must have been a I good bro. A I have a shield. He's a good bro. No, I have a shield from his helmet. They say the uh, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, but yeah. in this case, you must that tree must have been on a fucking well, hill. Several generations. <laughs> this, oh, okay. this is you know the grandfather. It's probably hurtful. <laughs> so. Uh, so I went in there and uh, sat down with all these dudes, and they have their kitchen, and they have their thing, and uh, miraculously, no calls for the uh, almost two hours I was, I was hanging Somebody out. disconnected the phone. They're, <laughs> the line. Man was they're all talking about, you know, the one guy's grandfather was a fire mm-hmm. captain, and his dad was a fireman, yes. and he became one, mm-hmm. and they're showing pictures of their kids. It's kind to, of a family biz, in a sense. Yeah. If, you're, if your dad's, you know, in the biz, you're likely to be one. Just uh, one one guy's got a daughter who plays professional beach volleyball, wow. and it, wow. it's just a bragging about their family. It's just just salt of the earth. Could have a conversation, you know, got references and stuff, but still had that dude base, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just a it was a great evening. Uh, I got to tell you, it's it's like the kind of thing that you you probably think you would never do. Maybe why would you? But I got to tell you, you know, and I don't know what version this is for anyone listening, but uh, you find the local firehouse. Tell those guys you want to buy them dinner. Let them let them set the date. Go in and talk to them. What a great idea. It couldn't fucking hurt if you ever blew in a call and someone was trapped under a girder or something. But you think they take their time if you didn't buy them dinner? Found out that uh, the great uh, Dick Butkus lived up the hill. Wow. They were uh, name dropping. How about that? You know, bears. Uh. But uh, it was just nice. First off, they appreciate the shit out of it. Yeah. They just, they love it. They love hanging out. Uh, by the way, no no allergies, no gluten oh, issues. Oh, they didn't tell no, you no peanuts. No they didn't tell you no nothing. You just bring whatever whatever you got. They, How many veggie sandwiches? They go right in. So uh, that was a, a wonderful experience. There were um, there were a couple aspects of it. Um, what, now, it was interesting because I was saying to those guys, my old story, like I wanted to be a fireman and then I went and signed up and then they told me, uh, you know, have to have to wait for seven years. And uh, then I finally got my test date. And then I, I passed my written test mm-hmm. down at Hollywood High on a Saturday morning. And then I went and took the physical test and they knew what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, that was the old one. They had to do the step with the 40 pound hose pack mm-hmm. on and stuff. I was like, yeah, I can I can do because I was a horrible student Dumbo. Um, but I was physical all day long. Right. I was doing construction, playing football, boxing and stuff. It's like I could do anything. So I was like, uh, well, I'm not going to pass the written test because I can't pass a written <laughs> test. But the physical shit, that should be no problemo. And then when I passed the written test, I was like, oh, shit. Gravy. You're in. Now you might be a fireman. And uh, and I did all the hose packs and all the push-ups and all the – stuff that they've all lightened up now because they're trying to get more ladies involved but uh, I said then I did that goddamn rope test couldn't do it Mm-mm. couldn't do it and it's a it's a test. The rope test they have about I'd say about 20 25 30 feet big uh, pulley on top big wheel rope is attached to 50 pounds or 40 pounds or 70 pounds or whatever it is goes up loops around the Mm-hmm. Loops around the pulley, comes down in front of you, in front of you. Then there's a line, and the line is about three foot back from the rope. So you can't stand under the rope oh. and grab it and fall down and pull Your up. Body you have, weight. You have to kind of lean weight. forward, you know. Jesus, who can do that? And I said, uh, it's it's the one thing you kind of have to practice because there's a trick to it, oh. which, of course, I never knew. So I said, uh, I lean forward, I grab that rope. 
I think they give you some, you know, farmer's gloves. I said that all it did was slide through my hand. It just slid. I like I'd pull yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it'd come up like the, two foot, and it would slide right. through, and I'd grab there. I don't the have trick a trick leaning back and getting momentum and wrapping it around your forearm. Yeah. They don't. They don't let you. I don't think they, they don't let you lean back. I think you have to lean forward wow. and do it. I don't think you can wrap it against your forearm. But I said, I don't have a very good grip. I'm pretty strong, but my grip's not that great. And I, and I just slid. It just slid right. And every guy at the table at the same time, like, raised his hand and went, turned it to the side. It's like, you you grab it, you turn it, 45 degrees, oh. you pull it down, grab it, turn wow. it, pull it down. They all just looked at me and did that. And I was like, oh, that was it. That's that how you, that's, that's how you okay. do it. That's, I, all I needed was that. One piece of information, and uh, who knows what be a fireman. So it wasn't even a. It wasn't a strength test. It was some sort of like escape room test. It was like, yeah, it was like. First off, who's reasoning? Who's yeah. going to really strengthen their grip? You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's that's kind of a hard thing to do, and it's also a thing that if you don't do that technique, even if you have a strong grip, mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be a tough slog. So you have to turn it. Mm-hmm. And again, so you turn it like uh, 45 degrees and then so you, you pull down, you get a little bite and then that's how you do it. Uh, never knew it. Never spoke to anyone. Wish, wish they had the internet uh, back nice. then. I would have, I would have figured that one out. But anyway, uh, greatest dudes in the world had a lovely dinner and a lovely conversation with these guys. And, uh, and there they are. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's why I'm wearing the hat. They oh, gave me, they gave me a hat. It's uh, what's it say? Los Angeles County seventy Fire Department. Station yeah. seventy. Yeah. So that was uh, that shout was, out to Station seventy. Yeah, I, I I I swear to God, I was done eating dinner with these guys. And I was like, that was a great night. Like I I was like, eh, I don't know. What did you bring? Uh, went to uh, Marmalade Cafe. Oh, nice. Got the pot roast. Can't go wrong with pot roast, right. especially with firemen. Uh, mashed potatoes, green beans, uh, chicken piccata. Damn. And uh, treat them right. They uh, they provided the dessert. Actually, yeah, they they got a whole working uh, kitchen over there. Of course. Well, anyway, you... they all have a sense of humor because yeah. they're just dudes, mm-hmm. and um, but they're all like proud of their family, and they're kind of proud of what they do, mm-hmm. and uh, just it's it's good, especially in this crazy world mm-hmm. we're living in. Just yeah. like guys, they're they're kind, they're they're patriotic. They have this real sense of duty. You know, they're there. Yeah. It's important to them. They Beautiful. take their job seriously, but they don't take themselves seriously. That's, that's awesome. That's what you want. The I, other, think we're, yeah. I think we're big amongst firefighters because uh, I think I told the story when it happened four years ago. I remember Tessa was a baby. There was a cra- speaking of crazy. There was a crazy person on a roof in our neighborhood. He was like he had committed some crime and you know, ended up on a roof, a single story house, of course, in our neighborhood, a couple maybe a, a block away. And uh, fire trucks everywhere, police everywhere, and uh, we're like, what's all the commotion? So we walk on over there, and uh, there's a firefighter outside of his truck. We're like, what's going on? He's like, oh, you know, crazy person. He wanted for whatever. Mm-hmm. He on the roof and he goes hey by the way big fan like oh thanks he's like i love the show uh we work just at the fire station on pico like pico and overland basically and I'm people uh, yeah lou shout out to lou at the, <laughs> if you're still there at the uh, fire station yeah it's 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 right in the demo because all these guys seem to uh seem to know everything about me um they pros- probably hopped on the imdb mm. found out i had crohn's disease <laughs> Or came there. I'm doing okay, man. Uh, or Wikipedia or whatever one puts the weird information right. up there that you yep. can't get down. Uh, the other uh, thought, which is, uh, so here's a concept. Um, the the blue collar dudes, those dudes, and these dudes, big dudes, big dudes, big forearm dudes, mm. like big hand dudes, like mm. it, it it does not attract the petite. These right. are sturdy dudes, and. Their kids, one of their kids was, you know, thinking about playing this close to playing professional football. They, they're athletic, strong mm-hmm. dudes. And, and they're all dudes that were jocks in high school, I, I'm sure. Um, now, here's the thought. And it's uh, anecdotal, but you guys tell me what you think. I, the jocks are a pain in the ass when they're 19 and pumped up with mm-hmm. testosterone and getting in everyone's grill and wanting mm-hmm. to throw down and everything like that. You get those guys after forty five. Mm-hmm. You got the best of all world. Mellowed out. You got you got the jock mentality, but the mellow. It's 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 basically, you know, 
That you know how nice prize fighters are or octagon fighters are after the fight, right? Like they're gracious, they're, they're congratulating period. the other guy. Yeah, yeah they're being humble. Right. They're thanking God. Like that's kind of what it is. The nerdy guys were pretty inert in high school. Didn't uh, do much. Not in anyone's grill or anything. Those guys get worse as time yeah. goes on. And then when they get some juice, oh. now they're working over at CAA or something. They're like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this Ari Gold. fucking piece of shit mun- munchkin. <laughs> right, Ari, Ari Gold from Entourage. Yeah. So it's like, I realized that um, the nerds are probably good, like, zero to 30. Mm. But once... They're getting younger. Once yeah, they get a little, once they get a little more seasoned, you want that that ex jock. They they got it out of their system. They're yes. mellow. You and by the way, you can poke fun at them. Like, like they don't want to throw down. Right. Like they're friendly. They're and they're not interested in proving anything to you. That's that's anymore. the whole thing. Right? I can I can yes and the shit out of this and give you the world's best example. The meanest, like just stockiest like brick shit houseist guy that went to our high school just you know like the typical like pushing people into lockers and just being a dumb fucking dumb bitch the whole time uh never knew what happened to him nobody you know that wasn't friends with him had a good memory of him turns out at our last reunion i found out he went up to people individually to apologize Mm, for the way he was in high school and I didn't know him at all, but he was like, I guess he had a big list, reached out to me and said, I didn't see you at the reunion. I just want to say if I was ever a jerk or anything, I am so sorry. Mm. So this happens every once in a while, I guess. The uh, other realization I I had, not uh, connected to this, but uh, connected to the beach. Um, Yeah, we do our uh, rich man, poor man. Indeed. Um, I was trying to figure out a new segment called like old guy young guy Mm -hmm. which is um stuff you didn't want when you were young which you do want when you're old or or vice versa so it's it dovetails with my when you when you're young you take all your shit off to get in the pool Mm -hmm. when you're older you start putting shit on like where's my swim shirt where's my big rimmed hat where's the paba where's my zinc Where's my shit? Like, you do start putting shit on to go into Mm -hmm. the water. Uh, There's a beach, and the beach has, uh, it's like, it's, I can't quite explain it, but it's a little private beach, and you have a a key card, and you can access this little private beach. And and with the little private beach, they have a lifeguard, and they have Mm -hmm. staff, and whatever. And uh, I go into the ocean all the time, and, uh, I walked in the other day, and it was like five in the evening. I was like, "All right, I'm going in the ocean." And I was like, huh, "Waves look a little rough." And then it was like, "No lifeguard." And I was like, "Shit, where's the lifeguard?" <laughs> but when I was a kid, yeah. all I did was pray that the lifeguard Be wasn't gone. there. Yeah. Please, they the can they leave yep. so we can fucking start having some fun? Yep. And when I had this moment of like, "Oh sh," there should be a lifeguard. There should be a lifeguard I, here. I, I was not. like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm old. old. <laughs> now I'm old because my the entire first half of my life is like we gotta get that fucking lifeguard out of here so we can fucking party." We should call it Sonny Corolla, old man, because he had the same thoughts as, as right. a fourteen-year-old. Where's the lifeguard? Well, he wouldn't go in the ocean That's because, point, as yeah. he stated, ninety-seven percent of the ocean is unexplored. Ninety—that's a lot. Or maybe it's ninety. Well, he may be shitting out a, a, a number, but the point is, is as long as the vast majority of the ocean is gone unexplored, <laughs> no, nah, no can do. How can he get in three foot of water yeah, that, in Malibu? Not, not the part he'd be in. Yeah. Nowhere near the Certain part he'd parts be in. Are well it's, it's just the ocean. Gina. Got it. It's not okay. this part or that. And part. did he not tell you this while he was wearing black socks and sandals? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he's was not part a, of the story. He's, he's not a sand fan. It's not a beach baby. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Let me hit uh, Morning Wire. Is is Chris Hansen here already? Is that is that a true statement? Yeah. Well, you can take some caviar with us. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll bring him in early because we're going to do a little caviar tasting. Morning Wire. America's trust in the media is at an all-time low. So-called respected news channels or uh, state propaganda and virtue signaling. Well, here's a new alternative. It is uh, Morning Wire. It's um, it's uh, it's put on by the Daily Wire. It's got it's got about 15 minutes long. I've listened to it on a, a number of occasions. It'll get you all caught up in a sort of bite-sized morsel of uh, what's going on in the world today. Uh, Daily Wire is conservative, but they'll 
give you both sides of uh, every issue, and it's very well put together, and it's very well um, directed, and it's very well produced. And uh, it's brought to you by uh, the folks over at the uh, Morning Wire. John Bickley and co-host Georgia Howe. Episodes drop every weekday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe now, and you can hear the trailer. If you like it, leave a five-star review to help Daily Wire provide a source for Americans so they can uh, wake up and something they can trust. All right. Well, we should take a break. Maybe we'll bring uh, Chris in early, and he can try some uh, caviar. The Ooh, caviar yeah. caviar story is, uh, I was never a caviar guy, but good. No. Because <laughs> why? On. Yeah. Why? Oh, I, I like, uh, I love Saint-Tropez. <laughs> You're going to find this hard to believe. I know you think <clears throat> I love the finer things in life, mm-hmm. etc. Not a caviar guy. Uh, Salty little fish. Eggs. Well, let me tell you about caviar. It's a lot like uh, cocaine. Oh, go you on! Tell. You do it all at once. <laughs> you get the cheap shit that's been stepped on, uh, and uh, it's got fentanyl and baby yeah. powder yeah, in it. And, stuff. Is caviar. and you're like, okay. all I do is feel sweaty and weird right. and sped up. Bad taste in my mouth. Oh, I had a friend who worked on Miami Vice. Oh, really? Came home one day, said, "Oh, this is what cocaine." is in Miami, and I was like, oh, this is best. I've never felt better in my entire life. This is the greatest, the greatest news ever. I'm going to go paint the house. Uh, what you pay for? I was, that, caviar I, I was that way with, you know, I was caviar. I was like fish eggs, salty, weird. Um, but uh, a year ago, when I told you guys that uh, Mike August, his whole thing is he walks through lobbies of hotels, he walks through airports, and he listens to people's conversations, mm. you know. He listens to everyone's conversation except the people who are talking right. to him. <laughs> and if somebody says, you know, they own a they they own an RV right. dealership, he'll just like stop and go, what if we took that RV and yep. we put the Corolla signage on it and you gave it to us for a month and then we would drive it and Always we could do a live yeah, pod- podcast, you know. So we were uh, walking through a hotel after doing a show in Seattle. I think it was, maybe it was in Portland. Anyway, nice couple. Someone said hi. The guy made a mistake and said he was like an executive chef. And Mike was like, you like cooking? <laughs> I like eating. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, then the guy made a big mistake. He's like, I'm a big car guy. Oh, boy. And then Mike's like, you coming out? Uh, you, you're going to come out to Car Week over in Pebble Beach? And he's like, well, I'd like to. And he's like, well, why don't you come on out and bring your meat? I smell a barter. <laughs> Next thing you know, this guy's got the best steaks you've ever seen in your life. He's cooking everything up. He's doing everything. He's, he's in our Airbnb yeah. on, a, on a Saturday just going <laughs> fucking sick. And then he pops out the caviar. And the caviar was like, eh, I'll, I'll wait for the steaks, you know. Uh-uh. Not this caviar. Really? This caviar was like okay. two, two grand a tin. Okay. And he put it on a Ritz or something. It, it was like, I was going out of my mind. It's like, this stuff is awesome. Sure. So, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, th- there is caviar and then there's caviar. Like, I, this is the stuff we're all used to. We get at the truck stop. Yeah. Trader Joe's <laughs> caviar. The and then there's the real, the real stuff. So now, what was this story, Chris? We so, were, so during the meet and greet, uh, when I was selling merch, I, I just uh, happened upon a conversation with one of the fans out there, Leanne. And she mentioned that she, her and her husband, who was also there, own a sturgeon farm. Oh. And in my brain, I only know one thing about sturgeon farms, and that is caviar, because there's this really great Gordon Ramsay video where it looks like he's nutting his pants, just <laughs> tasting it right out of the sturgeon. Like it's like it's the most amazing video to watch, just seeing Gordon Ramsay just just uh, be that infatuated with with a food, and it was caviar. So we talked about caviar for a while, and then. She said, I'm overnighting you guys some caviar. Whoa. We got it sent yesterday. We received it, and we thought, let's let's eat it on air and have her kind of guide us through what we're doing. What kind of fish does Russian caviar come from or other caviar? Oh, it's this one. This is a sturgeon. This is like a Russian sturgeon. It's, it's sturgeon. That's the that's The, the, the one. Fish. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll have All right. the caviar wrangler on the phone. But she said that this kind is like is what James Bond would eat. That's oh, my. Said, so. Well, let's talk to her for a second, and then we'll bring Chris in. Leanne? Yeah. Hello. Hey, thanks for coming to the show. Sure. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> thanks for sending over your caviar. Oh man, it was so much fun. I couldn't believe we were actually sending you guys caviar. Where do you guys? Well, first off, Chris showed me an insane picture that you sent him, which is how much uh-huh. caviar is in a fish. 
when you cut it open well, that and get was, the caviar. That was a big fit. That was a really big one. That's Holy why crap. I sent him that picture. That right. doesn't even look there, real. Brian, describe what we're looking at. It looks like where half the meat should be, there is fish eggs. It, millions and yeah, millions and millions. Fish is, the fishes look waist to head on that person, at least. The the fish looks all of 45 inches long and wide and cut open, and then it just looks like the half entire the innards is, look like caviar. It looks like a giant yep. um, uh, like pool noodle. Right. You know? Yes. That's what, exactly what it looks like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a particularly big fish. That was like four kilos in one fish. We usually get maybe two, two little between two and three, but that was That's a particularly it. big one. And where do you? So it's always nice. Do you ship everywhere? Where Where's your business? Um, we ship all over the country. This country, we're in North Carolina, so we were really happy to see you in Raleigh. <laughs> where? Uh, what? What cities and states do consume the most caviar? Um, California is definitely one of the top. Mm-hmm. I would say after that, it would be Texas. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, Louisiana. Hmm. And then, well, I'm talking about consumes our, like who, the addresses yeah. I see when I'm shipping out. I'm not talking, I don't know. Yeah. Probably New York and D.C. consume yeah, both caviar. How much is a tin of your caviar, if that's in fact how we measure it? Well, the one the one that you have was the four point four ounce one, and that one is three ninety five. Son of a bitch! So that's four hundred bucks worth of hundred bucks an ounce. Caviar. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, now it's um, is a hundred bucks an it's ounce. Not, it's yeah. not any more. If you go to any caviar like that one, you're getting direct from the farm. But if you go to a distributor, they're going to sell the same amount for a little bit more. So. Is there you know. is there such thing as cheap caviar that's good? Um so no. <laughs> Basically. I like that. Um there there's twenty seven species of sturgeon and sturgeon oh, are the only really? fish that produce caviar. Mm. Um there's another type of fish called like paddlefish or hackleback mm-hmm. that are kind of they look like sturgeon. Uh, um, so they have like the fake crab not, version yeah, of off. this. The Louis Vuitton. And then what's... So a lot of... Yeah. uh What's the most expensive and then why? Beluga? Is that what it is? So, yeah, out of the 27 species, the the ones from the Caspian Sea that are native to the Caspian Sea are the most expensive, and that would be number one, Beluga, number two, Ocetra, which is what you have, and then there's another Siberian species uh, called Siberian. What's number one an ounce? And what the fuck did you think you'd be um, doing when you were in high school? Because it couldn't be this. No, exactly. Um, but Beluga is the most expensive. It's probably like double the price of Ocetra, maybe. Yeah. But you got to be really careful because there really isn't such thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's all, like, so none of these species of sturgeon are actually. None of them are from the wild. It's all farmed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no more of these sturgeon left in the Caspian Sea. So if it says beluga, you just, you gotta, that beluga is really highly regulated and right. it, it's extremely hard to get in. It's really hard to farm. They have to become like, they're like 20 years old by the time they can produce a mm. uh, row. So you're, that's not really available anymore. All right, but there what, is a lot of mis- mislabeling. And what's so, the, but yeah, I, I would say. Uh-huh. What's the best way to eat it? I, I swear to God we ate our beluga stuff on a Pringles chip <laughs> with, like, some creme fraiche and the caviar or something on there. It seemed like yeah, the base I mean, didn't need to be yeah. that highfalutin. Well, here's the thing. Like, you can get beluga that's been sitting on a shelf for three years, yeah. or you can get beluga that, that's, that was harvested, like, last month. So mm-hmm. depending on what it tastes like, you're going to eat it you know, accordingly. Oh, you mean your base, your substrate. It's funny you say that because, you know, we've been talking about like little Bellinis or whatever. Um, the, we, we did a we did a wine tasting a million years ago for someone's bachelorette in Napa, and we were served it on house-made potato chips. So I think that's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. thing, but the, the real way to serve it, if you really, if you're really into it, is take a spoonful and put it on the, like that fleshy part of your hand above your thumb knuckle like mm-hmm. when you it looks like a little nugget of 
<laughs> muscle right there. You put it there and you just like put your mouth Nord on it. it. Yeah. And that way you don't get any other. That way you can taste it and then kind of determine what you want to do with it next. All right. So how long? It tastes like lotion. <laughs> how long? It tastes like Purell. How long uh, does a fish need to be in your farm before you can harvest it? Mm-hmm. Um, the species we raise is about um, 10 years. Wow. Wow. And then, yeah, it's a long wait. And, uh, and mind you, that's like all those fish are mixed male and female. So we got to get rid of the males as soon as possible. And you can't do that until they're about four years old. It's like the opposite of China. And, yeah. Uh, but you <laughs> but you must eat the filet them or something and hope so. yeah, what do make you do horse with food fish? out yeah. of them or something. So I, I sent you guys some smoked sturgeon. Oh, um, now we're talking. They were going to. Oh, Max Pat has been playing that close to the vest. That is not true. So I'm licking his fingers when I walked in. Jude, I was cutting it. (laughs) It scales all over his lips. (laughs) See, while you all do, you know, the American breakfast, you think about like hash browns and bacon and eggs. Jews will love Uh a nice smoked uh, sturgeon with some bagel and cream cheese. All right. Well, Well, this is hot smoked sturgeon. It's a little drier because we're using heat to like hotter temperature. The cold smoked one that you get like that the Jews like is different. It's like oily and a lot. All right. Well, Leanne, I'll let you know. We're going to take a break. We're going to bring in uh, Chris Hansen because if anyone knows sturgeon (laughs) or eggs, it is uh, Chris Hansen. And uh, we'll, we'll put you on hold. We'll try it out. We'll 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 communicate. Okay. Stand by. All right. So stand by. We'll put you on hold. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll bring in Chris Hansen and we'll (laughs) try some uh, caviar right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you got so much to do already. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is geico.com today. That's geico.com. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Get it on. Oldest thing in the world, newest thing in the world. Server. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Servers, tablets, the cloud. Yep. Pl- it's all, all coming back again. Chris Hansen has uh, joined us. Predators Live with Chris Hansen is available now. It's a podcast. It's available now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And there's a YouTube show. Have a seat with Chris. <laughs> you know I had to. <laughs> you had to. Uh, tilt your mic down a little bit there, Chris, Absolutely. just to get uh, the direction right. Uh, we're all big fans, and uh, this is and and uh, Catch Predator. Uh, all right. So first off, six Emmy Award. Uh, so Ten, but who's counting? Oh boy! Well, it says nominated for eleven times. That's just you. I mean, you did a lot of work before Catch a Predator, right? Actually. Ironically, the Predator series never won an editor hmm. in Emmy. Uh, those ten are for all other investigative reporting and different shows we've done over the years. But we had nominated, I think, for the first Predator episode, but I, that was it. Did it become too zeitgeisty or something? Like sometimes there's a little bit of a snobbery. Like, well, if, if enough people know what this is, then I, we're not going to so, nominate it. Well, I, th- I think it did. I think there was some backlash. I think, look, there was. There were some people in the industry who thought we worked too closely with law enforcement, right? But after mm-hmm. the first two investigations where we saw people leave, and some of those people were in fact prosecuted after the fact, but it was unfulfilling as a television producer for the viewer to see these guys just walk away. And it was socially not responsible right. to, have not to have law enforcement the cops involved. There. Right. Okay. So I think, we, I think we worked it in a very – reasonable journalistic way that met all the social responsibilities that were thrust upon us with this. We didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, we thought we knew, but we didn't know it was going to become all this. And so I was comfortable with the criticism and we had to do it. There was no other way around it. I've done some hidden camera stuff in my day. Not like that. Well, I did catch a contractor. It was like sort of that. That was great. 
But I do some man show bits and, right. you know, and there's, there's, there's different wirings people have. It's, it's uncomfortable or some people like it or some people are sort of numb to it or something like that. But your job to walk out and confront the guy when he's eating his Toll House cookies and sweet tea <laughs> with the guy holding the boom mic. That, a lot of people couldn't do that, or a lot of people have thoughts about it. Some people, it's a personal safety thing, like, hey, this guy may just grab a butter knife right. and go at my jugular. But in some people, it's like, this is so emotionally weird and uncomfortable. Uh, what what was it like for you? Was it, was it, I'm doing justice and I'm like a part of this? Or is it like, God, here we go again? Well, or- it was a combination, Adam. You know, I had done a lot of spontaneous interviews over the years on different investigative stories I'd done for the network and in local news. But Is that a nice way of saying you sprung on someone with yeah. a microphone? Yeah. I gotcha. The, the lawyers like spontaneous as opposed to sure. gotcha interviews yeah. or ambush interviews. But that's, that's when you, you show the guy who runs the transmission shop, uh, you get the, the clamshell video, video exactly. out, you open right. it up, and he's pounding a hole right. in the side or of the elderly couple's transmission right. with you're a in screwdriver. Guam and you're approaching the doctor who you caught on hidden camera in Cambodia going to a brothel where six-year-old girls were being put out. Oh, boy. So you got that. I'm out. Exactly. So you're you're right in his face. So you had a good base of that. I did. I did. But nothing prepares you for this exactly. I mean, I remember when we did the first investigation now 17 years ago, which is shocking, in Long Island. The first guy walks in. Now, I'm wondering on the way over there. What happens if nobody shows up? What if I've just wasted tens of thousands of dollars in networks' money? And with that, the producer calls and says, hey, two guys are coming in 45 minutes. Where the hell are you? Right. So you get there and you have, you think you have it all worked out, but you're just trying to keep your heart you know, out of your throat and in your chest. And the first one goes pretty well and the second one goes pretty well and the third guy comes in. And by now, the transcripts are all mixed up because right? mm-hmm. it's our first time. Right. So I walk out there and I said, it says here you want to do this, that, and the other thing with a 12-year-old named Susan. No, that's not me. Excuse me. Go back and get the other transcript. <laughs> three times before I had the right transcript to confront the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, – God. But I used to watch the shit oh, out of that show because I best. couldn't stop. It, quite the cult following, at least back then. Uh, something that I reference on this show and in my life all the time is perverted justice. Oh, yeah. Genius name. Yeah. Would love to work for them. Uh, how did you even get hooked up with them? And do you love their name as much as I do? I do. I do indeed. Uh, they're no longer in existence. Damn it. We use different ways in the more recent predator right. investigations. We shot another one in Michigan just a few months ago for the new series. But I had been told about perverted justice by a buddy of mine who was a reporter. I came out of Detroit and the fellow who took my place said, hey, have you heard of these people? And I said, no. And so I called and I started to think, well, if we could combine their ability to go into chat rooms as decoys with our ability to wire a house with hidden cameras and microphones, it could be pretty Perfect. compelling. And it, you know, a lot of smart people weighed in on it, and I pitched it, and we did it. And I imagine it was on their end, because I imagine this is part of it, so genius to have the the pers- the man, oh, always, I think, bring something specific. Yes. So he couldn't say, uh, this. well, I, I don't even know how I got here. Oh, really? Then why do you have... Yeah, why do you have you know, seven condoms, right, cherry vodka, right. and, you know... Oh. Because that's what she asked for. Yeah, shows intent. Yes. Did the wild popularity of the show in the day impact perverted justice's ability to net these guys? Like, did it ever get out on a subreddit or some, you know, some dark web? Like, hey, watch out for this. We were in Long Beach doing an investigation, and it did get out in some chat rooms that okay, Chris Hansen, Dateline, perverted justice are working, but we still had you know a couple dozen guys show up. (laughs) Right. Only, only a couple dozen. I'll take yeah. my chances. And uh, we've also had you know situations in smaller towns in Ohio where we think word got out. We didn't have guys from that specific town, but we had guys come from hours away. Well, it's also a thing where if that's your thing, it's like saying, it's hard to keep you I like street walkers. Well, be careful. There's a couple of police women yeah. who are yeah. dressed as friends. Like, oh, who cares? Out well, yeah. of my way. Do you know how many yeah. times guys have walked in and said, well, I thought this could have been you? Wow. They say that on the oh, show. Yeah. 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 My favorite is, uh, my two favorite parts of the show is um, that I have some questions. My favorite parts are, 
when you ask what were you planning on doing and the guys give in like shoot some pool hang out drink yeah. some beer at the park <laughs> watch, the, watch the Steelers Ravens game yeah with a 13 year old like uh, first off it is weirder to drive from Fresno to Sacramento to shoot pool with a 13 year old than it is to have sex at, at that point you're actually more bizarre yeah it's way more perverted in the last investigation in Michigan a few months ago we had a guy who was a Michigan corrections officer a prison oh, guard who boy. showed up who Confessed the whole thing to me on camera. He was there for a 14-year-old girl. And I said, well, you have wife and kids at home? He said, yeah. I said, what did you tell them? Well, I was going to Home Depot to get paint. Said, what color? Graphite gray. It's like, you know. Wow. They got, they got their whole story. Yeah. Yeah. That line does get long over at the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. At least the one in Burbank. That would buy you a feasible couple hours. <laughs> Bailed out. Jesus criminy. Yeah. I also like when the Fresno Popo would yell at the guy to get down on the lawn, but uh, they were tackling him anyway. They were always on top the of him. The guy the hands up. They did not they'd go, lay down on the ground. The guy go, what? They just tackle him every single time. Well, and 30 seconds before, he was told he was free to leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a uh, mind mix Because for, for, for a, a millisecond, they breathe like, oh, it's over. Yeah, what's going to happen to me? And, you know, I don't want to misrepresent it. Mm. You don't say. It's, it's not up to me. Yeah. You can go if you want. Yeah. Has anyone ever made this argument? I should ask Mark Garagos what he thinks of this. But has anyone ever, you know, then it, at some point it gets to court down the road. You got to get a lawyer or whatever. Now, the bait gal, she has to be 18 plus, right? You can't use minors yeah. for yeah. the bait, exactly. the correspondence right. and the phone calls and Correct. whatever. Right. Is can anyone make the technical argument where they go? I knew she was over eighteen. This was just like role playing. Like this, how old was the person I was corresponding? She was twenty one. Well, there you go. I but knew that's have, what this was. How would you? What would? What is your evidence that you knew that? Well, I don't know. Ask Bill Cosby because he's poolside right now, yeah. sipping on a yeah. pina colada. Like yeah. I don't know. It, would it work technically with the judge to go? She, the it's person I tried. talked to, was over eighteen. It's been tried oh. and, and it's always failed because oh. you know. Come on, they make Get it very clear. Right, exactly. They make it very clear. The decoys do, and law enforcement does this without us all the right. time. And yeah. makes successful prosecution There's precedent for right. It. If you have a picture of somebody who's undoubtedly underage, and they say over and over again, I'm. I'm 13. Are you cool with that? Mm. K-E-W-L. Mm-hmm. You know, she's yeah. 13 in the eyes of the law. Yeah. No, I get it. I just, uh, I, I like to think of macabre technicalities yeah. to get pedophiles <laughs> sure. on the street. You know, on the streets. Not that's, car racing. Just that's things. me. It's I like passion. cars and I like pedophiles running free. Yeah. All right. You want to try some caviar, Mr. Hansen? Sure. Now, uh, we got the smoke sturgeon here. We should take a break. Right? Hmm? Oh, yeah. This might maybe. take a couple minutes. Yeah, you're right. Give it yeah. its due. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Chris, do you have any questions for uh, for Leanne? Leanne, who's uh, <laughs> yeah. farms the sturgeon. Well, I'm very excited. I haven't had caviar in a while. It looks delicious. Yeah, well. Sturgeon, too. You go to those other podcasts up and down the street. You <laughs> yeah. get caviar. You may get, get a, a little get jerky. Get a chili dog if you're lucky. Maybe you know? a handful of mixed nuts and yeah. some tap water. But we serve caviar <laughs> yeah. every, every day. day. Yeah. Tell the A-listers. They know where to get their caviar. Exactly. All right. Hey, Leanne. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Um, I got. I got a few more uh, sturgeon questions. Okay. Do you feed them sturgeon food or something that would be entertaining to us? Like, oh, they love, they love Chex Mix. Oh, they're sturgeon. Like something. Yeah. What do they eat? Yeah, it's a food that's designed for that particular species. And you want them to produce uh, the eggs? Um. Yes, but with the, I mean, we feed that to the males and the females, so it's not... Oh, right. I mean... Yeah. It's, and, yeah. And do they... Uh, Brian's got a question. Go ahead, Forgive Brian. me, but these are unfertilized eggs, or are these, are these just appear naturally in the female sturgeon, or what are we talking here? Yeah, so by definition, caviar is pre-ovulated. I don't want to gross anybody out, but it's like when the eggs are still attached to the, like the, light, the lifeline of the, mm-hmm. the, the mother fish. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they're ovulated, then that's not a good... That You probably could get that from some places but um that wouldn't be good caviar if it was ob- if they were if it was ready to be laid then it wouldn't uh-huh. be good caviar. same good uh that's a good question never <laughs> i never thought about that 
All right, uh, Leanne, yeah. hang, hang on because uh, we got so caught up in catch a con, uh, catch a predator. That was my show. This is my favorite okay. day, oh, by the way. You guys had a crossover amazing. episode. What the hell? Catch a sturgeon. <laughs> wow. All right, we'll take a, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, now this guy in when I was at car week at uh, pebble beach he put some creme fraiche on there now is that considered mm-hmm. training wheels or gauche? bacon <laughs> around your liver like what is that is that for the kids um, it all just depends on your own taste honestly oh, like you oh. just if you take you taste it first and then you're like oh i would like i'd rather have it with creme fraiche or i'd rather have it with this or that i mean it's all up to you yeah we just eat it out of the can with like some alcohol yeah right. there you go <laughs> we have a little we have a little vodka with oh, is that us, what this is? yeah yeah just sipping on it <laughs> is that a is there a special vodka that we need i mean i prefer um one that's made here in north carolina which is called social house and i think they sell it nationwide it's really good hmm. it's better than like some of the other like uh i like kettle one but mm-hmm. this one i the the North Carolina one, I kind of like better than the All right, one. but it's to be enjoyed with a, a little vodka. So it keeps getting better. All right, Leanne. Vodka, yeah. champagne, whatever. Oh, oh yeah. All right, yacht. hang on. We'll uh, take ourselves a quick break. We'll be back with Chris Hansen and Leanne and uh, smell. No, sturgeon. Sorry, <laughs> wrong egg. Caviar right after this.